Reach for the sky, boy. Hey, this is Jeff Quentin with Belts, Bucks, and Barbed Wire, podcast of DMV Wrestling at DMVProWrestling.com. I'm here today for a very special podcast that I wish I wasn't here for, but we're here to remember Jalen Pugh, a.k.a. Jay Briscoe, who we lost in a tragic accident earlier this week in Delaware. I spent last weekend at a, an event in Delaware wrestling at 1CW, and so I got to know the area a bit and know some of the wrestlers and, and some of the people involved in the promotion. So this hit me harder than, I, than it probably usually would. Although as the father of a daughter and, and a husband, it hit me pretty hard too. So I just wanted to talk to some people who might have something to say about it and had some important things to say about it and to talk about Jay Briscoe outside of the ring and as a family man, as a friend, and as somebody who supported wrestling at all levels and all people who got into the business no matter how new or young they were. So for my interviews today. I interviewed Ty Awesome and Tiberius Asante from 1CW and other companies as well where they wrestle. But I also interviewed Sean Hardy who's co-owner of 1CW who was my guest on the first episode of this podcast. So without any further ado, I want to get into the podcast and we can talk more about Jay Briscoe and what a great man, what a great father, and what a great wrestler he was. And I wanted to, to bring in two guests today who could talk to us about the kind of man and the kind of wrestler and the kind of person that Jay Briscoe or Jamin Pugh really was, considering the tragedy that happened this week. I want to thank them for both joining us so soon after the events of this week. And I know it's, it's tough for everybody involved and everybody who, who knew him and everybody who's friends with him or family. just want to keep everybody in our prayers as we move forward. And our guests are Tiberius Asante and Ty Awesome. Um, I'll start off by asking Tiberius to tell us about his wrestling career and how he got to, to know Jay Briscoe through wrestling. Um, yeah, um, it started uh, 2007 is when I actually met uh, Jay Briscoe, Jamin Pugh. It got it kind of was like you know, a blessing falling into my lap, kind of. Um, a friend of mine had a ring inside of his garage, and we were going back to start wrestling at the time, and. The guy, one of the guys we were watching, like, uh, had his ring in the garage, you know what I'm saying? The Briscoes found out, and through a guy named Blake Shirley, that's how we got in contact with him. Came down, and he was like, hey, you guys, let us use the ring, we'll use the training. And it became more of a bond, more than the training. Like, we became friends, we hung out outside of the ring. A major, major impact on my career. Uh, when I did finally go professional in, like, 2015, uh, they were still instrumental and to uh, some of the training, and also uh, just always was around. They met my mom. They came around my mom. They came to my house. Like, we just had a good relationship. And I would see, see Jay all the time at the gym, you know. Like, uh, it was awesome all the time. Thanks. And if Ty, you could answer the same question for us. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I met Mark and Jay Briscoe when I was 16 years old. <clears throat> I had a, um, I had told my dad, I remember it, um, I told my dad that I was really serious about wrestling and 
that I really wanted to do it. And um, my dad had a friend, his name was Bobby Gannon, who is now gone as well. And uh, he um, used to babysit Mark and Jay Briscoe and uh, knew Papa Briscoe and Mama Briscoe. So one thing led to another and they were able to uh, organize a little get together for me, Mark and Jay. And um, they had the ring set up. So that was how I got to meet Mark and Jay Briscoe. Um, they opened up their ring to a kid that they didn't know. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was a little scrawny kid and they treated me like I was one of the guys just right off the bat. And, um, and that was a bond that I didn't even know yet. I didn't know about a brotherhood of wrestling yet. Um, but I could automatically feel like good with them. Um, it, it felt like family with them on the first time I met them. That's just how they were. And from there, you know, I just, um, you know, that was, I was probably in my summer going into my 11th grade year. That's probably when that was. And, um, two weeks later I trained with them again, didn't hear from for about a year. And then, um, you know, I was 18. Um, I ended up doing kind of the same thing Tiberius was doing. I was in the backyard for a little bit. And then uh, eventually I went to Spinebusters Wrestling Academy, reconnected with Mark and Jay Briscoe. You know, we were, you know, we messaged every now and again. I'm not going to say like I messaged him every day or I saw him every day because I'm not, I'm not that. We, we, we didn't. But um, I definitely, he was definitely a huge role model to me in that period. Um, still is him and uh, his brother Mark because uh, they took in a 16 year old kid who they had no idea and um who, who he was and accepted me with open arms and still had a great relationship with me until 12 years later which is now so that's how i got to meet mark and jay thank you and now i want to let both of you talk and just talk if you want to or just one of you can answer this question first if you talk about any memories you have of them that are specific about the kind of man that jay is outside of the wrestling rink you want to go first time? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I got it. Uh, my mom had just, like, had a surgery, and she was still recovering and stuff. Like, she was walking and everything. And so I, I was like, hey, man, you mind if uh, you guys should come by? Like, because they were already by the gym. Like, we had just went to the gym. I was like, hey, you guys want to come by the house? But I was like, my mom just had surgery. I was like, I talk about you guys all the time. She, like, doesn't have any idea besides the matches I feel and stuff. And, uh. They gave her a shirt and they came over and they treated her like family and like hugs, talking. That was probably like one of the nicest things that someone could do. You know what I mean? Because to me, they're like on this whole another level, even though they're so down to earth and so like, you know what I mean? They're still human. But at the time, you know, I'm like, they're superheroes. So that was, that was pretty cool. And they just treated my mom, my family, treated me like family. Uh, they still call, like Mark always calls my my brother, uh, I call him Josh. Yeah, they always call him Big Hip. And they would always ask about how like if he was going and stuff like that. Like he's just such a genuine good dude. I know for me, I know Jay was um, my point of contact between the two of them. I heard from Jay more than I did Mark. Jay would always give. That's one thing I would always I, I can always take from Jay is that he was a giver. He gave, like, uh, I made a post on Facebook, but he gave a 16-year-old an opportunity who knew nothing about the wrestling business other than he loved watching it on TV. Um, he gave me opportunities to get in the ring with people that I would have never had the opportunity to get in the ring with. They would keep up on my wrestling work, and they would comment on Facebook, and they would send messages here and there, uh, mostly Jay, which is, which is awesome. You know, I'm glad I have those messages, and 
you know, stuff like that. And sometimes he would just call me and be like, Hey, you want to train? And sometimes there'd be other people there. And sometimes it would just, just be me. Sometimes I'd just be the only person he'd call. And, um, cause he just wanted it little, sometimes he wanted a whole class. Sometimes he, he would just give me a call, um, which was, you know, looking at it now is, is probably is an honor, you know, it's, it's an honor to, um, you know, for Jay to call me and be like, Hey, let's work out in the ring. And, um, you know, one thing that I, I will never, ever forget because it, it still blows my mind. But, um, when he was going to face, uh, him and Mark were going to face FTR at final battle, um, not the dog collar match, the first match, I think of the, of the two of, or three, I, I, I can't recall, but um, he called me over and he was like, Hey, let's train. And it was the week of final battle. And like, they hadn't been in the ring yet um, in that month or that, that time period and like a good minute. So for them to call for, for Jay to be like, Hey, yo, come over and, uh, and come, uh, come work out with us. Let's get loose. Let's come up with some ideas stuff like that that's a huge memory for me just to you know be called up and help them warm up for a big match that's that's a freaking honor and um and then um you know the opportunity um he gave me an opportunity to train with him one time and he didn't even tell me and um big bill big cast came over and like and i had no idea you know what I mean? So like he would still surprise me sometimes. And, you know, he was always, you know, giving people a foot in the door, um, give people opportunities, you know what I mean? Allow people to his home, to his parents' home, to his brother's home. You know what I mean? You know, he contributed a lot to his community, huge family, man. I mean, you can see that all over Facebook right now. Guy was a huge family, man. Another thing that I'll never take away is Jay's smile. I feel like it would take a lot to make that man not smile. He had to be in character for him not to smile. He had to he had to pretend being angry, <laughs> at least in my in my experiences. Because uh, man, he he was always happy, always smiling, always grateful, always thanking God. You know what I mean? The last story he posted it was was him saying, "Man, look at God showing off." You know, because it was a beautiful day. Had a rainbow in the background, and it's still kind of messing with me. But I mean, Jay was just an overall amazing human, not only in the wrestling business, to his community, and he was a role model to many, including myself, who knew him as a child. You know what I mean? As a sixteen-year-old kid, always looking up to him until this very day, still. So, I mean, those are the lasting impressions that you know Jay has impacted me with, and I'll I'll never forget you know, the, uh, the memories that I have with Jay. Okay. Thanks. And Tiberius, do you have anything to add on that, that regard or anything uh, else to say? It's funny. Um, it's funny how Ty says like, he could get, like Jay would get up with him. Like it's funny. Cause I, I could get up with Mark faster than I can get up with Jay. Like Mark would hit me up. So that's kind of, I thought that was kinda interesting. And he's, he's called, like he called me up when they first were like, when, when, you, uh, when Mark was actually started using the chicken gimmick. And they practiced in this, uh, the tiki booth. So I thought that was pretty funny. Your story kind of reminded me of that. And and another cool thing is me and Tiberius, we've known each other for 11 years now, 12 years now, because of Mark and Jay. The second time I went to go train with Mark and Jay Briscoe, Tiberius was there. He had an afro. You know, he couldn't, couldn't uh, recognize him to this day. But, uh, you know, that's how I actually met Tiberius and uh, Bad Bad Banks, Travis Banks from Delaware. Um, you know, those were my first time meeting them. 
And then later on, when I went to further my training, I ran back into these guys. So it was like a homecoming. It's like amazing. Um, another thing I want to say is I want to thank Tiberius um, because he made a big point to get a picture with Jay, Jay Briscoe when um, he came to the 1CW event for the Hall of Fame for another fallen hero uh, on the Delaware scene, Kevin Birdingham. Uh, um, Jay showed up for that, you know, which shows how selfless of a person he is. Um, but he showed up for that um, and he showed up for the Hall of Fame. So we got to see him twice. I think the first time we actually missed him. And uh, the second time we actually were able to be like, hey, let's get this picture. And um, that's the picture of the four of us, me, you, Trey and and Jay. And, um, and you know, it's the Sandy Fork boys. You know what I mean? That, that's what we kept saying. Sandy Fork boys, Sandy Fork boys, because it all began there. That's where the roots were or the plant was seeded. You know what I mean? He, When I was in the ring with the Briscoes, I knew that I wanted to be a professional wrestler, hands down. So, but yeah, I, I, I want to thank you for that, Ty. I'm, I'm very grateful that we all have that picture. And like, I have that picture of me, you, Trey, um, Mark and Jay in the ring with them two locking up and all of us just watching how they're doing it. And then we have that picture of us four. I wish chicken was in the photo too, but you know, I'm just grateful that we have that with Jay. And um, I thank you so much for, you know, making that a point because um, I appreciate photos so much more now. Like I kind of, I, I, they're important. You know, we were in training yesterday. You heard me go into it. You know, these photos are important. Memories are important because we're not here forever. So. Tom is not a, uh, Tom is not on our side, and we're only limited a certain amount of time, so we got to cherish the ones that we're here with. If photos is the way to do it, the photos is the way we're going to do it. Cherish those moments, because I know I cherish, I know I cherish that photo. Man. Yeah, I agree with you on that about photos. Others, and I agree with what Ty just said about I used to not be into photos so much, and now that I'm a dad and husband, and I have a 10-year-old daughter, and I just take pictures all the time now that I would have never thought of taking before. I think that's a great job that both of you have done with this interview. I want to thank you both for it. And if you both would want to close with one thing that you want to say about Jay that you think everybody should know about him, regardless of anything uh, else that you've said, and we'll close with that. I just want people to remember that Jay was an incredible human being, not only inside the ring, but outside the ring. I mean, the kids of rural and Laurel looked up to him to use the coach. Like, it's just so much love, so much that he did, so much. Like, it's just un- indescribable. For me, Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe are the epitome of Delaware wrestling. Um, they made a small town kid from Salisbury believe in a small town family from Delaware. And that's a story that I can relate to. Um, a small town family hero person trying to make it to the big time. And Jay proved that it can happen. Mark proved that it could happen, making me believe even more that we could do this. Um, Jay was an active member in his community. He was a loving father. He loved his kids more than anything else. He was a loving husband. Um, um, right now, I think big prayers are for, needed for Ashley. Um and the two daughters right now, I think that's the most important thing that Jay would want right now. I hate to speak for Jay, but I, I, honest, I honestly think that 
that's what Jay would be more worried about right now are his two kids and his wife and his brother and his family. Um, so just keep prayers, you know, up for, up for them because, um, you know, they're hurting too. Um, the hurt's not over. And that, that's what is the really tough part is the hurt's not over yet. And, um, you know, there's a family still mourning right now, um, on both sides of everything. So, you know, but, um, what I want people to remember Jay Briscoe as is, is a role model. You know what I mean? Somebody who went out, became this celebrity professional wrestler, but he never left his small town roots. Never once. He was active in his communities, the school and the people around it, the wrestling community. He was a giver. And I think that's the biggest thing about Jay was he would give and he loved his family very much. Now would bring to you Sean Hardy, who you've heard before on this podcast. And we wanted Sean to, to tell us a few things about Jay Briscoe and what he knows about him and what he remembers about him and, and how he's feeling now after the tragedy that happened this week. Everybody knows Jay's from Delaware. I was fortunate enough to know him young on in his career. I actually lived in Seaford, the next town over from Laurel. I was familiar with Jamin and Mark. Anyhow, um, as they started their careers, um, wrestling under mask and everything before they turned 18, uh, funny times. Um, I was following him and keeping in touch here and there, but make a long story short, in uh, 2003, I started a company with a couple friends, um, Jeff Rocker, uh, Steve Grossman. It was called Delaware Championship Wrestling. And uh, Mark and Jay were a big part of that, of putting us on the map. At that point, um, they were starting to come into themselves a little bit. People were starting to say, wow, these young boys really got talent. And we gave them a local platform. And they really helped us really, really thrive. They wrestled some big names for us here and um, when we were under the Delaware Championship Wrestling banner. And they did the same when I was 1CW. Again, you know, trying to help me when I came back as 1CW to, to make that a great company as well. One of my favorite memories of Jamin specifically was in 2005. I did a little venture with some friends. It was my first venture into a hardcore and we did it outside and uh, at a bar down in Del Mar, Maryland. And they weren't even on the card. The Briscoes weren't even scheduled to be on the card because it was a hardcore thing. And they showed up because Del Mar is one town over from Laurel to the south. Seaford would be to the north. So they showed up out of the blue. And I remember it clear as day. And uh, Jamin walked in. And he said, yo, Hardy, this is you. And I was like, yeah, 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 man. And uh, they got me making the matches and everything. I'm part of this. Yeah, 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 man. He's like, me and my brother went on, man. Me and Chick went on. And uh, I kind of looked at the guys I was, you know, working the thing with and everything. And they looked at me and they all shook their head. Yes, like you're an idiot if you say no. And I was like, yeah, yeah, man, sure. Whatever. Let's do it. They ran home and came back. And later that day, um, put on one of the most brutal matches I think I've ever seen two brothers put on. Quite a quite a thing. Look it up. Briscoe versus Briscoe, HCW. Great, great stuff. But um, great memories with Jay. He, um, We had some great times. I remember another show in Smyrna, Delaware. Uh, we had over 700 and some fans. It was like sleet and snow and 
Jerry the King Lawler was there and um, the Briscoes. Them boys were um, wrestling D-Line, <clears throat> which D-Line <clears throat> is um, Marcello, one of the owners of CCW and his partner at the time, who were champions at the time, and they just tore down the house. It went down as probably one of the best matches in 1CW history. Um, just unbelievable. And at this point, you know, these fellas have been to ROH and back and, and everywhere, Japan, and everywhere and, and for them to come back um and wanting to help us and two be able to put on a five-star match like they were in the ring with ftr you know with some local independent people showed me the true passion of what mark and jay you know really stand for so i have so many fun fun stories i could go on you know um i think the things that register the most is you know the fact that he was willing to give back, always, always willing to give back, always willing to open the doors and train. <clears throat> he um, he's responsible for a lot of the stars here. And actually two, two champions in one CW, one, a former champion, one, the current champion, current champion in Ty awesome, former champion in bad, bad banks. And he also had his hands with Tiberius and a few others. I know Dustin Tarr, one of our tag team champions and Chris Tarr, all of us, all of us were down there at the farm and, you know, more Ty, and banks, um, uh, honestly, there than than the rest. But um, you know, great, great stories. Um, it was so great, and I was so, so honored to watch these fellas do what they did on the national platform. Watching them come back and then give, you know, show up at the local Popeyes and do a signing for Toys for Tots. Come back to one CW unannounced and do visits and just say hello to everybody and go out and sign autographs and would not take a booking fee, wouldn't take one dollar for a picture or an autograph, and would give probably ninety-eight percent of the t-shirts away, probably didn't sell any. They, they could have sold hundreds, but gave them away. Just that tells you how they were. But honestly, I think one conversation that sticks out the most is when Mark and Jay were getting ready to get inducted into the one CW Hall. Hall of Fame. Mark couldn't make it. Mark had obligations with the family. We understood that. Jay was there, excited to represent both of them. Jay and I had an opportunity to talk and kind of, you know, rehash back on a while. Oh, man, you know, how far we've come. And he's like, you know, Hardy, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so proud of you. We, we got to just going on. And, you know, one of the things he said to me was he's like, you know, I'm so honored the fact that you know, one of the companies that I started here with locally in Delaware, where I'm from, remembers me and remembers what I did. <clears throat> and I looked at him and I said, you got to be kidding me, dude, right? I mean, come on, dude. You've been on a national platform. You've been in Corkin Hall in Japan in front of 30,000 or whatever. And you walk out in the back of your jacket says Sandy Fort, Delaware. Everywhere you've gone, you've done nothing but promote the state of Delaware. And you think Delaware is going to forget you? I'll make sure. I never, for our students, for our fans, for our causes. Everything we do is for a cause. You know, we do things as fundraisers. For these fellas did so much to help out. Um, again, privileged to be in that position. And the fact that, you know, when I said that to Jay, he kind of looked at me and smiled and he gave me that hug. And he said, sometimes there's no place you'd rather be than home. And I looked at him and hugged him and I said, you're always home. You'll always be a Hall of Famer. So to know that we kind of, you know, he started his career before me, but I broke into the business kind of 
working with him and he kind of guided me with his experience through the ROH and, and everything. I'm honored. You know, I'm just so honored. I'm hurt. He was one of the best family people I know. He always cared about his wife and children, first and foremost, and his brother, his his dad, his mother, everybody. Um, when we did something, the family was always there. They were always there. You know, they came out strong to support everybody. And um, that's what they stood for. So I got a lot of great things to say about Jay. But one of the things that, that I want people to remember is he was all about Delaware. He was all about his community. He was a couple miles within right outside Laurel or within the limits. I'm not sure. He was all that that we're taught in this business to give back and and a lot of people forget that he never did. So the golden rule will never forget where you came from and always give back. I think Jamin has laid down one fine example for everybody in Delaware to follow. Anybody that ever mentions Delaware wrestling has to mention Jay Briscoe. Reach for the sky, boy. Thanks for joining us for this very special episode Remembering Jay Briscoe. This is Jeff Quentin. Our executive producer is Scott English. Our production assistant is Josie Quentin. And I want to thank Sean Hardy, Ty Awesome, and Tiberius Asante for their assistance in this episode, as well as everyone else who was assisted. And I would like to also remind everyone to keep the Pew family in your prayers, especially the two daughters who are still in the hospital, but the rest of the family as well as they mourn the loss of their father and husband. Thanks for joining us.